Hello, people of Earth and Anchor and Spotify podcast listeners. Welcome to this week's Midday Movie Madness and happy National Radio Broadcasting Day. I would like to give a, fe- a big shout out to all my fellow radio DJs out there, including Cape Cod DJs Lisa Zincius, Stephanie Viva, Dan Mahoney, Mina Green, Slater Merriman, C- Steve McVie, and other DJs worldwide. Also, enormous news fans, WKKL has just been nominated for best radio station in the country. Woohoo! As always, before we begin the show, hats off to all the medical workers out there. Happy birthday today to Grace Anatomy McDreamy himself, that is to say, Patrick Dempsey, Orlando Bloom, and Liam Hemsworth. Happy belated birthday to Angie Marie, the late Glee star Naya Rivera. Amazon.com co-founder Jeff Bezos, TV actress Kirstie Alley, radio show host Howard Stern, actor Nathan Gamble, the late radio show host Rush Limbaugh, and others who had birthdays yesterday. Saturday, January 15th, Tom McCabin, Martin Luther King Jr., rapper Pitbull, Regina King have birthdays. That day is also the debut of... 1987's Moonstruck, which I did actually at my very first flashback fun almost two years ago. 2016's Ride Along 2, 1999's Varsity Blues, and the TV shows WandaVision, The Lion Guard, and 1976's Happy Days. Kristen Phillips' oldest niece, Juliette Phillips, celebrates her sixth birthday Monday, January 6th, 17th, Martin Luther King Day. Happy early birthday, Juliet. Jim Carrey, Michelle Obama, James Earl Jones, the late singer Eartha Kitt, and the late boxer Muhammad Ali were all born that day as well. Sadly, January 17th marks what would have been the late Betty Wade's 100th birthday. In her honor, Fathom Events will be releasing their one-day event documentary film about the actress Betty White, A Celebration which was originally called Betty White 100 Years Young, a birthday celebration before her December 2000, before her December 31st, 2001 passing to theaters nationwide that day. Nils Montan, the late great Cary Grant, Dave Vautiasa, Kevin Costner blow up birthday candles Tuesday, January 18th. A month after its release, Spider-Man No Way Home is still breaking box office records. The superhero sequel continued to reign for a fourth straight week, clobbering solo new release, the $355, with $33 million. The John Watts-directed superhero sequel has now earned $668 0.7 million here in the United States. Good enough for sixth place among the all-time chart. Putting in past Titanic, which made 659 million boat tickets, and it is now just a mere $10, $10 million, my mistake, away from beating Avengers Infinity War, which made $676 million which it can probably which it will probably overtake any time now. Worldwide it's earned one point five three billion, 
putting it at number eight of the all-time high movies. It now sits behind Lion King, $1.66 billion, and has passed by The Avengers, which, is, which made $1.51 billion. Second place went to Universal's Sing 2 with 12 million tunes this weekend. It became the first animated film to cross $100 million stateside since the pandemic began and now sits at $190 million worldwide. As for the 355, well, the year-long delayed action spy film became 2022's first box office flop with a very disappointing 4.6 million it only managed a weak third place. According to the Internet Movie Database, with a length of 148 mu- minutes, Spider-Man No Way Home is the longest Spider-Man movie as of right now, beating out 2014's Amazing Spider-Man 2, which ran for 141 minutes. Oh, and speaking of Spider-Man, its director, John Watts, announced er- was announced earlier this week to be reviving the, a group of people narrowly cheat death, but then death claims them in gruesome horror way, horror franchise Final Destination for a sixth film on HBO Max. Alas, if Hollywood wasn't already shocked by the recent passings of Bob Saget, whom, according to TMZ.com yesterday, passed in his sleep, and Sidney Poitier, on whom an Apple TV Plus documentary is already in the works and has been for well over a year, the Grim Reaper took another star. Rollingstone.com stated yesterday, Ronnie Spector, the leader of the girl group The Ronettes and the voice behind immortal classics like Be My Baby and Walking in the Rain, died Wednesday after a brief battle with cancer. She was 78. Ronnie lived her life with a twinkle in her eye, a spunky attitude, a wicked sense of humor, and a smile on her face, her family said in a statement. She was filled with love and gratitude. Her joyful, play, her joyful sound, playful nature, and magical presence would live on in all who knew, heard, or saw her. The Ronettes were the quintessential act of the early 60s girl group era. Inspector's silk meek sandpaper voice powered all of their songs. Last year, Be My Baby, the genre's defining track, was honored at number 22 on Rolling Stone's list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. So sad. Rest in peace, Miss Spectre. But life must go on. And better news, congratulations are in order for Sarah Steinberg, the sister of Cassie Steinberg of Hyannis, Massachusetts. She became a first-time mother last Saturday, January 8th, when her daughter, Addie, was born. Also entering motherhood this week was the real co-host, Jeannie Malm Jenkins, whose son with rapper Jesse was born on January 11th. Wedding bells are ringing in two couples' futures. Megan Fox is going down the aisle again. NBCNews.com reported late last night she and Machine Gun Kelly are engaged. The actor and rapper have decided to legalize their dramatically eccentric coupling. 
according to Instagram videos that each posted Wednesday. Fox shared video of Kelly taking a knee at the top of a flight of outdoor stairs underneath the tree where the two said they fell in love in July of 2020. Somehow, a year and a half later, having walked through hell together and having laughed more than I ever imagined possible, he asked me to marry him, Fox wrote in the post. And just as in every lifetime before this one and in every lifetime that will follow it, I said yes. An Instagram video from Kelly shows Fox wearing the two merged rings he had made for the occasions with a diamond and emerald that form the obscure heart that is our love. Fox was married to Brian Austin Green, with whom she has three young boys from 2010 to 2021. This will be her fiancé's first trip down the aisle. CNN.com stated yesterday, Simon Cowell and his longtime partner, Lauren Silverman, are getting married. A representative for the America's Got Talent judge confirmed to CNN on Wednesday. The representative gave no further details, but the Sun reported the pair got engaged during a recent break to Barbados. Cowell, age 62, and Silverman, now 44, began their public relationship short in 2013, shortly after Silverman's ex-husband and Cowell's close friend, Andrew Silverman, filed for divorce in July, claiming the pair were involved in an extramarital affair. The X Factor creator and Silverman, a New York socialite, welcomed their first son, Eric, in 2014. Silverman also has a son from a previous marriage. Attention, Jason Moma fans. I have some good news, or bad news, depending on how you look at it, regarding Aquaman himself. Single women around the globe today are squealing with delight for MoMA is now on the market again. That's right. He and his wife, Lisa Bonet, have split. People.com revealed a few hours ago, hours before Jason MoMA announced his breakup with white life Lisa Bonet, his Aquaman director celebrated the final day of filming the sequel with a happy photo featuring the actor. On Wednesday, Waoma, 42, and Bonet, 54, revealed in a joint statement that they are parting ways in marriage. They began dating in 2005 and later married in 2017. They share daughter Lola, 14, and son Nakoa Wolf, 13. About two hours before that post, director James Wan shared a photo on Instagram to commemorate wrapping filming for Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. In the snapshot, MoMA smiles alongside Juan and Pat co-star Patrick Wilson. And finally, 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 picture wrap-up on the actual last day of Aquaman 2 in Malibu with these two gents at Pride of Gypsies and at the real Patrick Wilson. Wrote one. Yes, yes, we do get very, very, yes, we do get very wet a lot on this show. A thousand thanks yous to all the incredible crew who worked so hard and tirelessly on this picture, especially in the UK portion where we shot 95% of the film. Truly some of the finest artisans and craft people 
I have the good fortune to work with. And big shout-outs to the amazing Hawaiian and Los Angeles units. Juan said he still has a very long way to go before the film is ready, but he can't wait to share this little film with you. The superhero movie is due in theaters December 16th. The lamest ever Golden Globes happened Sunday with zero fanfare. There was no red carpet, no televised broadcast or star, no media in attendance, or even an audience due to the, all the scandals and controversy the Hollywood Foreign Press Association has come has gone through since last year's show. The first trimmed down ceremony happened in just 90 minutes. And Variety.com revealed January 9th night, the winners were listed on, on Twitter. Hack star Gene Smart was awarded the statue for Best Actress in a Musical Comedy, while Squid Game's Oh Yeon Su made history as the first ever South Korean winner for Best Supporting Actor for Television. Poses Michaela J. Rodriguez took home Best Actress in a TV Drama. The website said The Power of the Dog, Netflix, won Best Drama and West Side Story, 20th Century Disney, now Best Musical or Comedy. James Campion picked up the Best Director trophy for helming The Power of the Dog, and Cody Smith McPhee won Best Supporting Actor for the Western. West Side Story, Rachel Zegler was named Best actress in a musical or comedy, and her co-star, Ariana DeBoss, took home the, the Supporting Actress Prize. Nicole Kidman, being the Ricardos, won Best Actress in a Drama, where Will Smith, King Richard, named actor. Andrew Garfield, tick, tick, boom, took home Best Actor in a Musical or Comedy. In stark contrast to typical years, there were only a handful of celebrity appearances, including promotional videos from Jamie Lee Curtis and Arnold Schwarzenegger on the Golden Globes Twitter account. Only a few of the night's winners acknowledged their prizes on social media, including Zegler, Rodriguez, and the Twitter account for Best Animated Film Winner in Kanto. Other winners, including Belfast for Best Screenplay Motion Picture, Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connor taking home Best Original Song Motion Picture for No Time to Die, and Amazon Prime Videos, The Underground Railroad, for Best Limited Series, Anthology Series, or a Motion Picture Made for Television. The SAG, award, the SAG nominations were announced yesterday. To no one's surprise, Ridley Scott's House of Gucci and The Power of the Dog led the film nominations with three noms each. Don't Look Up, Coda, Licorice Pizza, Tick Tick Boom, being their cardos were also honored. However, fans were not pleased that Kristen Stewart's role in Spencer didn't get honored, nor did a singular performance from Netflix's smash film Don't Look Up, although the its ensemble cast did get recognized as a whole. The true question remains. Will these SAG honorees and Golden Globe winners mirror the winners and nominees for this year's Academy Awards? Only time and the February 8th nomination announcement will tell. Speaking of this year's Oscars, big, 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 big news, folks. The HollywoodReporter.com stated Monday, 
night, the 94th annual account, the 94th Academy Awards, scheduled to air on ABC March 27th, will be the first since the 90th in 2018 to have a host. You heard it here first. Craig Erwich, president of Hulu Originals and ABC Entertainment, said during ABC's portion of the Television Critics Association's virtual press tour on Tuesday. It was announced earlier that Glenn Weiss will direct the Oscars telecast, his seventh consecutive time doing so, with Will Packer serving as producer. Jimmy Kimmel, ABC's resident late-night talker, hosted the Oscars in 2017 and 2018 with 26.62 million people tuning in for the latter telecast. During a recent interview with The Hollywood Reporter, Tom Holland, the star of Spider-Man No Way Home, the biggest blockbuster of the pandemic, expressed interest in hosting the Oscars, and THR has learned that the Academy did reach out to him to explore that possibility. The question again remains, who will be the host? No one knows at the moment. Gal Gadot, who was seen in the Netflix film Red Notice last November and will be in the long-delayed Death on the Nile, February 4th, is adding yet another project to her already busy schedule, which includes the upcoming Wonder Woman 3, starring in Patty Jenkins' Cleopatra Project, playing the evil queen in the live-action Snow White, and being a mom to three young girls. Slashfilm.com it's declared yesterday, Godot is diving headfirst into her next project, which has a classical film twist. According to the Deadline, she's set to star in a remake of Alfred Hitchcock's 1955 romance thriller, To Catch a Thief. This is a remake that's been shuffling ho- around Hollywood for a little bit. But with Godot's name and her production company attached, it just might happen. If you're not as familiar with Hitchcock's work, the original film starred a few of his favorite actors, Cary Grant and Grace Kelly, trapezing around the French Riviera and following into the kind of frenzied, stress-driven love that Hitchcock did best. Between the old-timey kissing and beautiful vistas, To Catch a Thief served up the game of cat and mouse between two jewel thieves. While we can assume Godot will be stepping into Kelly's role as the heiress Francis, there's no word on who will play opposite her in Grant's role. Hitchcock's version fully leans into the chemistry between Grant and Kelly. So if this adaptation is faithful, that casting means quite a bit. Speaking of Godot, she has a new cast member in the live-action Snow White remake. Coming Soon.net reported yesterday, Tony-winning Andrew Burnap is set to join the cast of Disney's upcoming live-action remake of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, according to a recent report from The Hollywood Reporter. Burnap, who took home the Tony Award for Best Actor in a Play for his performance in 2020's The Inheritance, will play a new male character that was created specifically for the live-action film and will have a singing role. Disney's upcoming live adaptation of Snow White will be based on the studio's first animated classic, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, that debuted over, 70, over 80 years ago and started Disney's success with the animated film. Attention, children of Blood and Bones book series fans. Tony Ad- Adniemi's best-selling action not- fantasy 
novels are going from the page to the big screen. Deadline.com revealed to yesterday morning Paramount Pictures has landed the rights to the trilogy after a massive bidding war. Ed Yemi herself will adapt, executive produce, and also write the script to the movies. The website also revealed the the final book in the trilogy will come out probably come out in twenty twenty three. This Friday, get ready to well scream ah when the horror film Scream comes to theaters. This film stars the talents of Nev Campbell, Marley Shelton, Melissa Barrera, David Arquette, Gary Barber, Jenna Ortego. James Vanderbilt, Mikey Madison, Jasmine Savoy Brown, Kyle Gallner, Dylan Lynette, Courtney Cox Arquette, and Mason Gooding, Jack Quaid, among many other, how would you say this nicely, victims. 25 years after a string of gruesome murders shocked the quiet town of Roseboro, a new killer donned the mask. They, it, they begin targeting a group of teenagers to bring up long, buried secrets from the town's deadly past. Original ghost-faced survivor Sydney Prescott, who thought she left that part of her past long buried, must return to uncover the truth. Did you know that during filming breaks, authentic Bob Ross painting instructor David Arquette taught several of the cast members how to paint like the iconic artists. And Jenna Ortega said on an interview on the Drew Barrymore store that on Halloween night, the cast watched the first screen movie on a projector as they eat popcorn. And when this film gets released on January 14th, 2022, it will have been 25 years and 25 days since the original film, which came out on December 20th, 1996. Dylan Lynette was born just nine days after the original Scream came out in December 1996. His character is most likely named Wes in honor of the late director of the original Scream trilogy, the original Scream films, Wes Craven. Craven sadly passed in August 2015 from cancer. Now, while Ghostface's newest film is earning rave reviews, and might possibly take down Spider-Man the way home from his top perch. Alas, the axe has fallen upon Amazon Prime Video's I Know What You Did Last Summer series. The one-season the one season show, based on Lois Duncan's 1973 novel The Same Nine, which in turn was the basis for the iconic 1997 horror film, debuted on October 15, 2021. Debuting... I mean, coming to Apple TV Plus January 14, 2022, is writer-director Joe Cullen's black-and-white historical thriller The Tragedy of Macbeth, starring Denzel Washington, Frances McDormand, Alex Hassel, Harry Melling, Corey Hawkins, and Brendan Gleeson. Based on William Shakespeare's play, a trio of witches convince a Scottish lord he will become the next king of Scotland. 
and his power-hungry wife supports him in his plans of getting that title. According to the Internet Movie Database, this is the first solo directorial debut by Joel Cohen. All of his other previous films have been co-directed by his brother Ethan Cohen, though Ethan was uncredited as a director up until 2014. Also, this film is the ninth collaboration between Cohen and his wife, Frances McDormand. Now on HBO Max is the stream, superhero streaming TV series Peacemaker, starring John Cena, Steve McGee, Danielle Brooks, Jennifer Holland, Freddie Storma, and Robert Patrick. The series, which debuts the first three episodes tonight, is a spinoff of 2021's The Suicide Squad and centers on the origins of Peacemaker and his subsequent missions. Just a reminder, folks, the fourth and final Hotel Transylvania film, Hotel Transylvania Transformania, which I talked about on last week's show, arrives on Amazon Prime Video tomorrow, January 14, 2022. Now on to this week's other major DVD releases, as I already did Halloween Kills uh, last week. On DVD is the, psycho- is the psychological historical drama biopic Spencer. This November 15th release, which made $15 million worldwide and has gotten critical acclaim, stars Kristen Stewart, Jack Farthing, Timothy Spall, Sean Harris, and Sally Hawkins. Set in December 1991, Diana, Prince of- Princess of Wales, who struggles with mental health issues, has made the tough choice to end her decade-long marriage to Prince Charles and lead the British family. Though divorce and affair rumors fly, peace is required during the Christmas time festivities at the Queen's Sandringham Estate. This film imagines what might have occurred during those handful of tense days. According to IMDb.com, Kristen Stewart trained for six months to prevent her accent. And the real-life chef, Darren McGrady, really went and saw the film. He said Stewart's performance was incredible and that her accent was spot-on. Also out on DVD this week is the epic sci-fi film, Dune, starring Timothy Chalamet, Oscar Isaac, Zendaya, Stephen McKinley Henderson, Dave Bautista, Rebecca Ferguson, Charlotte Rampling, Jason Moma, and Javier Bardem. Director Denny Villeneuve's first part of a two-part film of Frank Herbert's novel, Dune, is here. In the way far-off future, the Duke Leto Astridis is entrusted with the protection of the universe's most valuable resource, Melanage, i.e. Spice, a drug that creates faster than li- makes faster than light travel possible, extends human lifespans, and provides superhuman levels of thoughts. The problem? It's only found on the dangerous desert planet Arrakis, a.k.a. Dune. Leto travels to the planet with his young son and heir, Paul, and concubine, Lady Jessica, to ensure the future of the noble house Atreides and his people. Once there, 
they find themselves shoved into a war for the planet between the native Freeman people and enemy invaders, the House hearkened. Did you know that Charlotte Rampling, who is bilingual, dubbed herself for the French version of the film? And despite being just 12 years older than him, Rebecca Ferguson plays Timothy Chalamet's mother in the film. However, he plays a 15-year-old, so that makes it a 20-year's age gap for the characters. That's all for this week's news. Join me next week as the Average Family 2 finger snaps its way to DVD. Peter Dinklage shows off his singing and dancing skills in theaters and much more. Oh, and Facebook Live viewers and Anchor Podcast listeners, be sure to tune in to this weekend's Flashback Fun as I go back in time to revisit two of the late Sydney Poitier's most famous films. So until then, my minions, stay safe, wear your mask, wash your hands, stay warm if you're in a cold climate, and watch lots of movies, whether they're in theaters, if you can get to them safely in your area, on DVD, or on one of the multiple streaming platforms out there. Bye! See you soon!